0: when somebody boxes for their whole career and all of a sudden they don't box anymore and they're out in the real world. They're just always on the defensive, just like hyper alert at all times. And they're fighters. They've always, you know, fought. And uh, and that's how I felt when I was on the golf course. I was just like, I don't know how to do this for fun right
1: now. And it's frustrating. Yo, it's Luke. And this is the Golf Homies podcast by Lion Loft. At LNL, we use the word homie a lot. To us, the meaning is simple. A homie is someone that you feel at home with. Whether you've just met or been friends for years, you immediately know you've got each other's back. There's no judgment or hate, just acceptance, empathy, and love. Oftentimes, golf is that connector. Have you ever played golf with someone who is much better than you? You know, they're out there sinking birdies, grinding out pars, always in the fairway, You hear a different sound from the clubface beats you every time with ease kind of player. Meet our golf, homie Justin hood who is that person for a lot of people. Justin played four years at NC state and just wrapped up a seven month internship at lion loft. Earlier this year, we played as partners in a 24 hour golf marathon, which if you haven't watched yet, we posted a cool recap video to our YouTube channel. It was a fun day and night and day getting to watch him navigate a course. It's more than just his sound technique, it's confidence and belief that he's hit the shot before, and he has. Growing up as a kid in the low country of South Carolina, he played in as many as 25 golf tournaments every year and practiced when not competing. It was a childhood of dedication to his craft, stemming back to his earliest memories.
0: My oldest memory is probably just going to the golf course with my dad when I was younger when he would play on Sunday afternoons. And it was mostly just me riding along and you know maybe getting to hit a few shots here and there. It was probably before that when I even went to a golf course when I you know, was never even allowed to hit a shot or knew that I could hit a shot. Didn't really have any concept of what golf even was back then. Was around it since the time I can remember anything.
1: Yeah, did you used to take his clubs and swing those ever? Did they have... Uh, like a smaller set that they gave you. Do you remember your first set of clubs? Yeah, I had to.
0: I had to swing as at first. I don't. I, mean, I don't think I got my first set until I was probably eight or nine. No, I, I can't. I can't
1: remember my my first set of golf clubs. That's that's crazy. <laughs> uh, but I can't. And when did you first start playing? Then did you get hooked right away? And that was the only thing you thought about, or were there other things you did in your childhood?
0: Yeah, uh I played B team basketball. I played baseball up until I was 12, I want to say. And that was when kind of golf became more primary. I realized that I couldn't really do both and be successful at one or the other just for time purposes. Um you know, not that I I didn't have some athletic ability. I just didn't have as much drive to play baseball at 12 years old, and that I did golf. Um, and that was kind of a decision that that, that I made, my parents supported, uh, and, it, and it worked out for the best. After that, I, I ran the cross-country team for one year when I was in <laughs> God eighth, bless you. eighth grade. yeah. Uh, and that, that was the only year I did that. But it was definitely good for conditioning. I, I wish I would have stuck with it more.
1: Was it pretty brutal, like people stepping on each other and all this – at that age I guess you know I know and probably in high school and college it starts to get pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. physical <clears throat> I'm sure
0: it does but as a as a small private school I mean we we primarily ran against other private schools the mat the the cross-country meets were still pretty big I mean 15 teams or so but you know, it wasn't it wasn't like super super competitive on our end because we were first one or two years even having a cross-country team in my high school and it was more uh you know just establishing you know that we didn't really have a lineup or anything it was just everybody on the team went to the meet and ran try to beat your 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 time that you had last time we ran a meet um
1: would you say that it was competitive for you is that what you enjoyed about it
0: no i think the conditioning aspect was the biggest thing because i'd never done any sort of uh really at that point i'd never never really even done any sort of strength training. I I was in eighth grade I want to say and and it was just more I knew that golf, summer golf was coming around and I needed to be in decent shape at least Uh, and it definitely helped out. We had a um, former Citadel grad and uh, marine train us. It was definitely an experience for everyone involved to, to have someone who trained at a very high level come and train young uh, young characters. teenagers, yeah, <laughs> how to run. So, but it was good. It was de- definitely definitely pushed me, and I wish I would have done it maybe one more year. Yeah, definitely could run a lot better
1: back then than I can now, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, you know, there's something about getting older, I guess. Yeah, 22, kind of a tipping age. <laughs> yeah. So you grew up in South Carolina. Talk to me about the town. That you grew up in? Um, were you in a city or were you more in a rural rural area?
0: Yeah, so I grew up in a rural town uh, called St. Matthews in South Carolina. It's in between Charleston and Columbia, is where I always say it is. Um, if anybody's ever traveled to the beach, they've probably been on Interstate 26, and I lived about ten minutes off Interstate of Interstate 26, close to Columbia, about fifty-five minutes away from Columbia, about an hour and twenty minutes away from Charleston. So had you know the capital and the beach pretty close, um, mountains about two hours away. Uh, so geographically, it's a pretty good place to, to grow up. You want to be close to places that are fun to visit. But it was a rural area, and uh, there's one golf course that I live on for you know the whole time I, I played golf about 100 yards away from the 18th tee. Uh, so that, that was definitely something that made it easier for me as as a young young guy trying to play golf, I could just take our golf cart up to the golf course and practice all day during the summer. I didn't have have to have anybody drop me off, didn't have to have anybody pick me up. I could just kind of go and do as I pleased, and you know, it it was just a ton of fun. It was something that I I loved chipping and putting, and that was something that at a young age I I got pretty good at because I did it a lot and it was it was all feel. technique might not have been great um, my putting technique definitely wasn't great and still isn't very good to be honest it was just something that that was really 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 fun to do for me and I love trying to hit different shots I you know I love sitting out there for hours and just shipping it was something that um, I just always love getting better at probably the first part of my game that that really started to make vast improvements through middle school, and when you have a good short game, it obviously takes some tension off the other parts of your game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah, and I've seen you chip a couple times here and there, um, and it always gets pretty close to the hole.
0: Yeah, uh, that's what we hope for most of the time. It's a part of your game where you know I haven't I haven't played golf nearly as regularly lately as I would have liked. It's a part of your golf game that that's difficult. It's it's very touch-based, and my touch has not been completely perfect
1: lately. It's tough to keep it at all times. It definitely comes and goes. Yeah, Maybe just, it doesn't go for you quite as often as it does for me.
0: I've got my moments, for sure. But, you know, <laughs> it's something that's like we talked about yesterday with putting is that, you know, you, you, can, you can try to hit the golf shot that you know how to hit all you want, but ultimately it just comes down to practice. I mean, you have to practice – and practice and practice in order to get really good at something.
1: When did that start for you? When you, I know you just mentioned when you were living next to the golf course, you'd you'd be out there in the summers every day. Did it pretty much from that point forward become a ritual, and you you were hooked?
0: Yeah, uh, I started going to Jeff, who we spoke to on the phone, uh, when I was I want to say thirteen. for for swing instruction and I I would go to him probably every two weeks and he got me to a really good place in my golf game. Would help me with putting and chipping as needed but it was mostly just for swing instruction and he was really popular with with juniors at that time and that's kind of when it got a little more serious I guess right before up until that point. He would go and play tournament here and there um, and it was like okay well I'm, I'm getting my ass beat at every tournament like well, well what needs to change Yeah, I was I was okay but it, it was not I guess in the long run it couldn't just continue to do it on my own and you know my parents were very supportive but my dad wasn't a swing coach he couldn't he couldn't help me out with everything I needed so once you start getting swing lessons you have to practice what you're given and uh, and I did, of course, uh, you know, still still at Cowan Country Club, the little golf course that I grew up on and tiny little driving range. And I would just sit out there and, and practice what I was given. Uh, and, and I would say after two years of going to Mr. Jeff, the, the technical parts start to get a little advanced as kids get older and and grow not in my case, not necessarily grow, but um, <laughs> you know, in- increase club head speed, and it becomes more. You need a camera, some software to look at your swing on, and a little, little more advanced uh, analyzing from from the the swing coach side. So he sent me to George Bryan in Columbia and i i worked with mr george pretty much throughout high school uh, i think it was two and a half or three years that i went to him and you know he was he was really helpful and there was time in between there where i i would i would see a coach here and there that i thought you know that we thought might might have been good for me but that ne- never really never really worked out mr jeff and mr george were pretty much the 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 two main people that i saw throughout throughout high school it just, the the tournament tournament playing just kind of picks up spe- steam as you go. The more good finishes you have, the better tournaments you're going to get into, and the more tournaments you're going to, you know, have the freedom to play in. I don't know if that
1: answered your question, but... <laughs> you played a lot of golf. You worked a lot on the game. Yeah. Did you have other friends that you played with when you were young?
0: I, a bunch of my friends played golf, yeah. Just not anywhere near the competitive level that I did. I mean, they were three sport athletes or they played two sports. Um, They might've played golf during golf season, but really had no intentions of playing past high school or play a little bit in the summer. But yeah, in my class in particular, there was nobody that played golf. It definitely took some self-motivation to go and, and do it on your own when it's truly on your own because it, it makes it even more fun when you're younger and you have other people to do it with. Um, the same as, you know, playing golf as, as an adult. It's more fun to do it with other people. When I was young, I, I didn't know any other way. So it's not like I had been practicing and playing with people my age before. I just had always practiced and done my thing on my own, and I enjoyed it. I obviously played with, with some of my friends who... who played every now and then and my dad and his friends but um the the practice and the and the the grinding aspect of it was it was pretty much solitary
1: yeah i mean that's a lot of dedication um you have to love it for sure
0: yeah no it definitely was something that i that i loved doing and it just, just like i said it was kind of second nature it wasn't there was never another way I didn't know any different, you know, in hindsight I can kind of look back on it and I'm like and that would have been that would have been a blast if I had other people to do it with, but it was it was still just as much fun because it was something that you know I was rapidly getting better at and but just all of a sudden, you know, you just kind of play well for a tournament and you're like,
1: "Well, how did that happen?" So when did you uh, start beating everyone else? When did you realize that you were kind of good at this?
0: We were in SCISA, which is the South Carolina Independent School Association. And it's, you know, comprised of all different private schools from all over the state. And that's broken down to regions, just like I'm sure every public school association is too. But, uh, you know, our region was schools same size as us. And when I was in seventh grade, I finally started to make my way onto the in the lineup basically the top five top five or six or uh, I think it was six actually top six and you take five best scores seventh grade that's when I finally started to you know make some improvements and start to hang in there with some of the upper upper classmen um, and then eighth grade started consistently playing in the top six and that's kind of when. The more competitive tournaments uh, I started to play in, I guess on a on a local level in our region, I just for perspective, I started to play well in our region in ninth grade, and then I won the state championship in our division my tenth and eleventh grade year. On a statewide level for all golfers, I di- I didn't win a tournament until I was the summer before my senior year. If that just gives you any perspective on the the competition difference between, you know, private school state and, you know, junior golf in the state of South Carolina, it's super competitive. I think in my graduating class 2015, there was like 25 division one golfers. Wow. So, you know, a a big group of, of my class was, was really competitive.
1: What were you shooting roughly back then? Um,
0: it all depended on the golf course. Uh, my handicap when I still kept up with it was like a plus two and a half. The The tournament that I won the, the summer before my senior year, I shot 69-70. And that was at Thornblade Club where they used to host the the corn fairy
1: tour championship what did it feel like winning that tournament was that the first tournament like bigger tournament you had won yeah it was still a
0: a south carolina tournament but you know all the all the better junior golfers in south carolina played in it um when something like that happens you don't really it's hard to when you've never done it it's hard to reflect on how exactly you got to where you, you end up the end of the two rounds I had to go into a playoff and I and I didn't really I was like dang I, I missed that I missed a five foot putt on the 36 hole to just outright win it and I'm like dang like I could have made that putt and I could have gone back here and made this and like you know, I just, like, was, I'm giving, I'm making this so much more difficult to myself. Like, I could have played so much better this week. And still, I get into a playoff to two other guys, one who ended up playing at Virginia and one who ended up playing at Clemson, All-American at Clemson. The 18th hole is about 485 yards, and uh, I hit driver hybrid, uh, just short, and got up and down for par, and uh, the other two guys made bogey. And so that, that was it. That, that was, I won it. junior golf in South Carolina is pretty tight knit. everybody knows each other Everybody, if you start to play well you're going to be paired with some of the same guys over and over again in the final groups um, you know everybody was super excited for me and there's you know a few people at home that that came and congratulated me when I got back it was in Greenville we lived about two hours away from Greenville as a at that age I was 17 I didn't I was just like, come on, guys. I just I just want a golf tournament. This has been a long time coming. No need for all this. This hoopla, you know, just was still kind of like, okay, yeah, I won. But, like, I could have played better. And, like, you know, and that, that's how not exactly in that same frame of mind realizing that you won the golf tournament, that you beat everybody else that played in the golf tournament that week. That's not really – The mindset that I'm talking about, but it's the, you know, okay, that happened. Let's move on to the next thing. That's, that's common, you know, for people who, who play at a a competitive level and it, and that's, that's something that you have to have to have some sort of competitive edge. You, you cannot get stuck in, in one place, like whether it be Man, that was a really good putt. Like, wow. I just made birdie. Like, that was really cool. You know, or whether it be a, shit. I just made a double bogey. Like, that's terrible. Like, what what we still It's always you just got to be moving on. And that's that's the only way to have any chance at playing competitively.
1: When did you feel that or learn that lesson?
0: Uh Yeah, I guess. I'm still learning it, to be honest. It's it's a difficult lesson to learn. No matter how much I realize that is what it takes, it's it's definitely a difficult lesson to learn. The people who who do it best have it. I have you know, most of them have it down. I mean, there's people on the PGA Tour who who still don't have it down perfect. Um, but I I guess once I start, I I went and saw Morris Pickens. He is uh, a sports psychologist in Saint Simon's Island. He's uh, Zach uh, Zach Johnson, sports psychologist Stuart Sink, Lucas Glover, all those guys, um, and that was pretty pivotal for me as far as mindset and potting, um, and and just what kind of what kind of process that you need to have before before a golf shot in order to pull it off. Post golf shot, how he described it was you have a box that starts at uh, you know where you tee off from and then there's about eight feet in front of that. and once you leave that box, it's over. You, you can't do you can do anything you want inside of that box. but once you leave that box it's over with, you need to move on. Uh, think about something else, preferably not golf get 72 golf shots, I and mean, your, your, your routine is, is 20 seconds. You know, you should, I don't want my math to be wrong here. Um, <laughs> we know you're not good at math. Yeah, I'm not good at math. <laughs> so I'm just not going to say what that final number would be, but um, you know, you should only spend that much time really thinking about golf, thinking about the yardage and calculating wind and all that stuff. But, you know, the rest of it should be, something else you know but playing a song in your head looking at you know how how nice of a day it is whatever that may be there's a reason that sports psychologists make as much money as they do because uh you know it helped me out a lot it really did and it's just like i said i still haven't quite figured it all out as far as outlook goes because you know if you get mad at a golf shot yes you're mad it may be something that you've done a thousand times ten thousand times and you don't think that you should have done what you did, but step back from it. You're on the golf course. You're playing golf, uh, and is it really that that bad? Is it worth getting mad over? Is it worth wasting more than one second over?
1: Yeah. You win this tournament. You know that you're up there with the best junior golfers in South Carolina, what are your thoughts then? Are you like I? My goal is to make the tour. You know, that's your dream.
0: Yeah, I mean that dream starts pretty early. You know, once you start competing as a golfer, you know, you watch these guys on TV and you're like, man, it would be so cool to play in the PGA Tour. That that would be that would be an absolute dream. Um, and that that's always just something that you think you can do, and people around you tell you you can do. After the tournament. It, it was more college thinking at that point because I hadn't... I, I still didn't know exactly where I was going to be going yet. Um, had a few offers. There was a bunch of coaches out there watching that day. Um, and the assistant coach for NC State was out there, and I, I still had not talked to, N- to NC State yet. Up to that point, it they hadn't really been on my radar, and this was the summer before my senior year of high school, so... Decision time was was coming close, um, so I, I sent sent Nick the assistant at NC State an email that, that next day and was like, "Hey, Coach, I know you're out there watching. Was just wondering what you think about my golf game." And he emailed back and was like, "Yeah, hey, I saw you. I was really impressed. You know, give me a call sometime, whatever, and we can we can talk." And so I called him, and the conversation was basically like, "Yeah, uh, I, I liked what I saw." Uh, let me talk to Coach Sykes and and see what we're looking for for the class of 2015. Long story short, I ended up taking two separate visits to Raleigh. Coach Sykes is a legend, and I, my dream from the start was to play at a at a big school. I mm-hmm. wanted to get out of St. Matthew's, get out of the small city, and go to a place as big as possible. And uh, NC State was was the best that I could find. NC State was, you know – Perfect practice facility over on Hillsboro. It, it doesn't get any better. Short game areas. Short game area is fantastic. You have Lonnie Pool that you can play at all the time with a good driving range, um, access to TrackMan. You know all this, all this stuff at my disposal.
1: Couldn't think of, couldn't think of anywhere better to go. Coming in as a freshman, um, I bet that was a little nerve wracking. Did you know any of the other guys coming in on the team?
0: My official visit was October of 2014 and myself and one of the other incoming freshmen uh, you know it's like they take you to a football game and you know you do you go and hang out with the team for the whole weekend so that was really neat got to meet all the all the seniors from that year and a few of the guys who graduated a couple years before who were in town that weekend and everybody who was going to be on the team the, the following year that was really neat got to meet everybody and, and introduction into you know what the team what the team atmosphere is going to be like as a freshman that that next May uh, I already already knew everybody all, all the other uh, freshmen it was it was more of a you know a, hey how's it how's it been going kind of thing rather than an introduction so
1: coming in there's how many people on the team that are playing
0: there were 13 people on the team my freshman year.
1: Is that pretty standard, or is that high for a college team? That's a little bit too high for a college team. Because you're taking five people to tournaments? Five people to tournaments. So the rest of the time, there's 13 people playing, practicing together. Um, You guys have team matches, or how do you decide who's playing in the tournaments?
0: Well, that year we had four... Four seniors and four freshmen, so that's over, well over half the team, right there. There were only two, two sophomores, and uh, two juniors. So yeah, that, that's no, nah, that's only twelve. Uh, that, <laughs> like we said, he's, yeah. he's not good at math. Math is not good. Really, only so
1: two of the seniors were starters. So there was three spots that were basically open week-to-week or tournament-to-tournament.
0: Right. You know, there there were a few guys who who were kind of, you know, out at that point and kind of already checked out with college golf, really too concerned about it and didn't, you know, play it in qualifying, but Coach Sykes just wasn't going to kick them off the team. Um, You know, they were still technically on scholarship. And so it was was realistically more like a – more like a ten person team competitively. And in my freshman year I, I couldn't I couldn't keep up. I, I didn't ever make the lineup. I mean I, I was on the team and I, I was I was getting better, but I never really had the had the firepower to make it into the lineup and play a college event.
1: Was it uh just scoring just wasn't quite there, just experience and this next level?
0: Yeah, I, I think it was uh it was a little bit of everything. You know, not not really being prepared for, for how difficult college golf is and not having what it took mentally at that time to complete several, string together a couple of good rounds of golf. You know, qualifying was eight, nine, ten rounds, so you had to play good for basically two and a half full 72-hole tournaments to, or two full 72-hole tournaments to make it into the lineup. Yeah, it, it was a it was a mix of
1: things. I just wasn't wasn't ready for it. Did you did you feel like you were okay? Did you ever question your ability, or did you know that no. you're gonna make it? Like you're gonna keep grinding.
0: No, I was I was super passionate. You know, practicing my my freshman year, I, I worked really hard on my short game. I Worked really hard on my wedges, um, and that, those were things that that they were super important at that time uh, to get better at. Because I, I was never gonna be a long hitter; that just wasn't gonna happen. Uh, you know, strength training, I uh, could pick up speed, but was never really gonna be could keep up. You know, just size, weight. I could pick up a bunch of strength, but the the yards tacked on are difficult to come by. Playing golf for so long and going to different swing instructors, you you uh, you, you learn the best way for for yourself to. to to get the ball as far as possible, especially as a junior golfer, you know, you get taught to hit this, this huge sweeping hook. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's how you get as much distance as you can. You, you know, you're rotating the club face through the ball and that ball is going as far as you can hit at that age. And as a junior golfer, um, you know, I could keep up there. I I hit this huge hook and I could, I could keep it out there and for the yardages in junior golf, it wasn't, it wasn't very difficult for me, but once I got to college, um, you know, I didn't really have a consistent swing instructor. The guy, you know, I, I stopped going to George Bryan for a while. I, It, was, it wasn't it was him, but I felt like I was, you know, being a little bit, my swing was becoming a little bit stagnant. Really hadn't been to an, to an instructor that, that encouraged me to play a different shot shape. You know, George Bryan t- uh, mainly teaches a, a draw, slightly inside to out, club path. And so once I got to college, you know, I just... You know, slowly got into bad habits that I I couldn't couldn't really control on my own. Once I started to try to figure out how to how to sh- shape my shots a little bit differently, um, how to hit a fade, uh, that, that's when things finally started to become a little bit more under wraps as far as you know control with the driver, um, ball striking with the irons. I started going to chase. Here in Raleigh, the, the, when you go to him, draw, that big sweep and draw is not going to work. He's he's going to teach you how to hit a fade. So, um, yeah, ball control is super important at a high level. you got to have some sort of ball control, and I, I did not have that in my first year and a half of college.
1: So it sounds like you grinded on that pretty hard. You also said you grinded on chipping and short game and getting better with that. Short game facility is an awesome place to do that at. Yes. Sophomore year, you know, you get better and are you starting to Compete to qualify and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, so Sophomore year We were qualifying for the Second event of the year. I think it was there was only one spot We played like nine rounds of qualifying and I was beating the next the next guy behind me by Like ten shots going into the weekend and I played horrific on the weekend I still beat him by a shot overall in qualifying, but I played terrible on the weekend. So, coach sent us back out to play 18 on Monday. Um, Power know, move. Yeah, one one versus one. That I just I had a I played really well. Shot 64 that day at Lonnie, and you know ended up qualifying for the event. That was like my first time in the lineup, you know, for for a for a collegiate event, and this was my sophomore year. And so we went to to Tennessee, the uh, Franklin American Mortgage Intercollegiate, It's kind of a mouthful. It's at the uh, at College Grove, at the Grove in Tennessee, and uh, and that that was that was pretty pretty eye-opening for me. Golf course was super difficult, probably the fastest screens I'd ever played on up until that point. Um, but it, it was it was cool. I, I had a lot of fun uh, playing, um, and it, it was it was definitely something. You know that I look back on and say, "Well, wow, I could I could definitely learn a lot from that experience moving forward." Didn't play very well as a team. We didn't play very well either. But the the next tournament that we played in was the was our home tournament, the Wolfpack Intercollegiate. Mm-hmm. That was the next tournament uh, in the fall. And uh, and I didn't make the lineup in that. D- didn't get picked for the lineup because I didn't play very well in Tennessee. And it was it was wet and it was cold that week. Um, and I finished. Uh, tied for 13th, and uh, I shot one under for the tournament. Nobody else that you know had an opportunity to play. Um, you know, I, I think the team won the event, but the, the, the you know the four and five guys didn't play very well. So uh, the coaches really didn't have a choice. So I got picked for the next event, which was in San Francisco. The three tournaments in a row my sophomore year that I felt were you know gave me a lot of momentum and some some confidence building going into, you know, the next semester didn't play very well the next semester. I don't I don't know why for some reason that my sophomore year was just 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 not 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 great, but th- those three tournaments that I played in were, were really big for my golf game as far as his experience goes cuz you know, you don't you don't play for a whole year. That's what's so difficult about picking a lineup is you want to play the best guys that you have, but if you're not giving the younger guys experience, it's difficult for them to be ready when you need them to be ready
1: experience and uh maybe some confidence that you belong you belong there having a bad semester or a bad chunk of rounds is that is that become like 76 77 is that more like 73 74 is that like 80 i'm kind of in a recession or slump right now with my golf game and that can look as bad as like 95 you know so uh it sucks um so what did that look like sophomore semester and were you like oh fuck or you just knew that you were going to be able to turn it around yeah you when we
0: qualify it's more the five guy may it depending on what time of year it is the majority of the time if you're shooting around even par for qualifying you're probably not going to qualify that's not to say that that's not playing okay but it's just not going to do the job most of the time and you know that's kind of where I was shooting a couple over um you know having an under par round here and there but for the most part you know you shoot 70 and then 73 and then 76 and 71 like that's just this is not gonna get the job done and that's kind of kind of what I'm talking about as far as struggling putting rounds together uh consistently
1: when you shot 64 to get that bot in the next tournament did you, did you did you feel like you could go lower after that round like you do you look back and you're like oh I could have done this different this different or do you just like that's around you're happy with and you're like I want to do that again like what's the mindset with that yeah
0: i mean i think no matter how low you go it's, it's just like okay i could to I missed a four footer here. I could have hit, you know, I could have got up and down here and, and saved a shot, but, uh, you know, ultimately it's yeah, that, that specific round. I I made a couple of long putts, mm-hmm. and it just, some rounds just happen to go that way. You hit the ball. Well, yes, but you also get, get some lucky breaks and you, you make some long pots that don't ordinarily go in. Um, and yeah, it's definitely it definitely you know breeds confidence. Obviously, I mean i played I played pretty good the week after that at our home tournament, um, you know, the same golf course. So it, it's 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 tough to you can't you can't quantify golf like I mean you can, but there's no like there's no secret formula. So it's it's kind of difficult to go back on that round and, and pinpoint like yeah, this is the thing that made me shoot this score like it's just so many things that you know the the variables aren't going to be anywhere close to the same as they were that that one round um and that's that's what's so so cool about guys who play you know at a, at a PJ tour level is they they figure out how to change those variables up every single time and and still you know figure out how to get it around and as low a number of strokes as possible
1: yeah, it's amazing to me how the level of caliber of golf gets better and better and just humbles. You know, there's always a next tier, which is just crazy to think about. Um, you know, you're arguably in the top 0.5, percent of the golfing population when it comes to score, but there's another couple levels above that even winding down your college career I guess right now or you're you've played all four years you're done with college golf at what point were you trying to to go pro or was it just like you you wanted to have a good college experience and be competitive as much as you can and
0: yeah I think at some point along the way me in particular it's easy to get to a place of not necessarily satisfaction but comfortability a comfortability in the way that you practice comfortability in the way that you play uh the way that you that you prepare yourself off the course and that's kind of where I found myself not not nearly as as hungry for for getting to the next level as as much as I as I could tell myself like you know, I I really want to play the next level. I really want to play the next level. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like it's just it's so it's so easy to just sit back and and be comfortable with what you're doing. That's not to say I wasn't working hard because I was working hard. Um, but it's it's easy to 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 work at it um, and feel like that's enough instead of going the extra step. And that that's kind of where I found myself. And by the time I got to we played nationals, my Junior year, and and that was that was you know something. I just was coming off two of my best collegiate tournament finishes. That same semester, I played golf that next summer, and you know didn't didn't play horrific that that semester afterwards. The the fall of 2018, but late in in this past semester, I was just kind of like, all right, you got to either do one or the other, and you know I chose the other. I was already almost done my college career. And it's like, I haven't been particularly successful as a high level amateur. Um, you know, and it's going to take years and years and years to, to get anywhere near where I would need to be as an amateur, uh, you know, less, more professional for me, it was more of a, you know, I, I've already sunk, uh, a, a pretty penny into college and my college, uh, career. And it's gotten me to a lot of places. It's, it's, it's it's brought me places, travel wise. I thought I'd never, never go in college before. It provided me with connections that I'll have for the rest of my life with friends, and it's something that I would that I would love to continue to do. Which you know, the PGM program was a perfect outlet for that. It's not something that uh, I, I can really afford to to try to pursue professionally right now. Um, the, just like you said, the PGA tournament series is something that, that is still an option but it's just professional golf is is so 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 expensive it wasn't something that that I had the drive to do by the time I was I was kind of over with you know finish my college career I was like <laughs> okay we can we can go work let's you know let's go work for a while and that's going to be fun um and and you know that's kind of kind of where, where it is now and you know I'm, I'm starting to get get to a point where i really really enjoy playing again i i have fun going out and playing again um and you know for several months after college i, I hear i've heard about this time and time again where or when college golfers finish they like don't pick up a club for for months maybe a year afterwards and then you know come back and it's like they have the bug again they can't, can't, can't stop playing. it's like, they just started playing golf again. And that that's not necessarily where I am right now. I'd like to get to a place where, where I thoroughly love practicing. I love the grind again. Like that's, that's something that, you know, is a, is a feeling that's like kind of unmatched as far as addiction goes, you know, just like, can't wait to get back in the golf course. Can't wait to get back out there and go play. And, uh, it's just gonna come with a little, little bit of time away and getting some perspective in life. My, my mom asked me yesterday if, if my roommate was gone. I said no, he's in Miami playing in the South Beach in, in, international. It's it's a amateur event in Miami Beach, and uh, I played in that last year. And uh, she's like, "Aren't you glad you don't have to do that anymore?" And I was like, "You know what? I, right now, I would probably take three days playing golf in Miami over over working." And I was like, "I've got a little bit better perspective on things now." It definitely takes a little bit, a little bit of stepping back to realize how how good you had it. It's hard to see that while you're there, mm-hmm. but you know, it definitely have so much more appreciation for for what I was what I was given the ability to do while I was doing it. Pretty special thing to be able to say you did.
1: Yeah, uh, sounds like there was a little burnout when we maybe got out to Garner Country Club. You had said that that was kind of the first or one of the rare times you've picked up your club since college. So you've, we've played a lot together since then. Um, one span was 24 hours worth in a row. How, how does it feel to be playing it recreationally? Like, are you still thinking about score and you just have to compete internally? Is, it just, is that embedded in you now? Or are you able to just have fun and not really worry Are you still like, what, I guess, about the recreational side of golf do you try to enjoy while while you're out on a course now? From the time I was about
0: 15 to the time I was 22, playing my last semester as a collegiate golfer, Uh, golf was never, uh, golf wasn't really recreational. Even when I was out playing recreationally, it was always some sort. I was either playing for five bucks or I was playing, um, you know, playing a, a game with myself or or I was trying to shoot, shoot a score, had some, something in mind, something at the end of the round that, that I was trying to accomplish or that I was playing for. After being done with college golf, um, just like when, when Sam, you, and myself played that one day, I, I was trying to explain to you, like, like I, I know we're just out here to have fun, but I was, I was like a month removed from college golf. When somebody boxes for their whole career, and all of a sudden they don't box anymore and they're out in the real world, they're just always on the defensive, like 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 hyper, just like hyper alert at all times, and they never really get out of that mental state because they they're fighters. They've always you know fought, and uh, and that's how I felt when I was on the golf course. I was just like, I don't know how to do this for fun right now, and it's frustrating. That's not to say that's for all competitive golfers. It was mostly my fault because I put that on myself, and 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 I got to a place where I I never really did it leisurely. Um, it was always something that I did after school, and it was something I did in between classes, and it was something that I did on the weekends, and it was something that I did when I was taking time away from from school. Just going out and playing, I was just like I was like, hey, we're gonna go out here and play, and I'm I'm gonna kick Luke and Sam's ass, <laughs> like you know, like, yeah, like it was it it was just like so competitive and that's that's not a bad thing but for me just finishing with that it wasn't it wasn't something that was enjoyable for me you know <laughs> like, like going and feeling that way feeling like you know you're you're kind I you know, just you know it's kind of attention um was 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 not uh it's just not an ideal place to be when you're doing something that's supposed to be a lot of fun, it's a game yeah. and that's where the whole perspective thing comes back into it um, you just have to have a lot a lot of perspective uh, you know, because it's real easy to get real real moany and, and bitchy when it's, you're, you're playing a game and that's all it will ever be, is a game we all love it, but when you're not on the golf course, when you're in between shots, it does not matter. There, there's nothing about it that that has any real weight to it. We didn't even have any money in the line that day when we went out and played. We were just <laughs> we were just playing to play, and uh, as you can see, probably um, over over the course of my six seven, pretty much right at seven months right now working here. You know, I, I don't know if since we've played too many times to be able to see it but you know slowly started to get back to this place where where I feel like I'm kind of a, you know experiencing firsts again you know mm-hmm. you know may, I'm not struggling with the game but it's wow like, that was a really good shot that was fun like that was I'm, I'm appreciating some of the smaller things that I just like was so blind to you know I would hit a good shot and be like yeah, okay let's, do, let's do, you know whatever and it was it was just no no positive barrier in between when I was on the golf course before, which now uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it again, and which is exciting.
1: I'm a six handicap. You know, I'm usually shooting anywhere from 72 to 82. Um, I've been in a little bit of a funk lately, and we went out and played with two of your friends that are also really good golfers that played on the state team, and I felt... Like I was basically a 10 minute mile runner and you guys were running like five minute miles, slowing the group down basically. Um, And it's not a good feeling sometimes because you want, you know, you're like decent, but you're comparing yourself to these much better golfers and probably vice versa for you. You guys are in the fairway and the green and you're waiting for me to look in the pine straw because I had the lefts really bad that day. And I'm constantly in the trees trying to look for balls. I'm not hitting the green every time. So you're having to wait for me, hit out of a bunker or that goes back and forth in golf. I feel like with everyone, there's with all these different skill levels. Do you ever feel that way with playing with people who aren't as good? Or do you try and like play mostly with your friends that are of equal skill level? Like this is something I think is important to talk about with golf in general is being able to go out and play with different types of people and have it be still enjoyable or stress-free for all.
0: Yeah. It's not, I mean, I know it's so easy to to overthink that when you're on the end where you're playing bad and you feel like you're in the way, but everybody else doesn't see it that way. Like it's not nobody, you know, unless you're playing with somebody, you get paired with with one guy on Saturday morning at, at your golf course He's shooting 150, probably shouldn't be playing before he gets lessons or whatever. That's not, uh, nobody really cares how, what you're, what you're shooting. Um, People like myself have just been used to playing with collegiate golfers uh, of the same, of similar skill level. But, you know, I grew up playing with, with golfers who were six handicaps and I was a six handicap at one point. Everybody had to be a six handicap at one point before they got to where they are so it's it's relatable that's the good thing about golf is wherever somebody else may be that the other person's probably been there before they probably had the laughs and they've they've been the person looking at the pine straw in that golf tournament uh, when everybody else is hitting it down the middle i know i've been there before it's good to play with golfers who are much better than you that's for for every every sport that is competitive um you have to you have to play with people who are better than you or else you'll always you'll get to that place where you're comfortable and, and you're always going to feel like you're you're okay because you beat the people that you play with all the time like that's that's no fun and that that's kind of where the whole self-motivation thing's come back into it because i didn't have anybody that was better than me where i grew up i had to do it because i, I like to do it and i knew that i had to wait and talk out of that tournament to get my ass kicked before i before i could re-up on that in between it was just all me yeah, I think it's very important for, for people to play with people who are much better than them. Do
1: you want to go play golf Friday? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, homies. If you made it to the end, thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed the story of Justin Hood. This year, we're going to be posting a lot more content, including more Golf Homies podcast videos on our YouTube channel, blog posts on our website, and of course continuing to update those on Instagram and our email newsletter. If you're ever in the Raleigh or Pinehurst area, give us a shout. We'd love to get out on the golf course with you. Until next time, keep passing on the good feeling that golf is home.